Hi, you're listening to the Abundant Encounters podcast, and this is Mary Marsingill. We're so honored to have you. And just quickly, before we get started, I wanted to remind you to rate this podcast and give positive reviews anywhere you're listening, Apple, Google, and others. Just talk about what you're experiencing, or especially any encounters that you felt like you had during an episode. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you could take five seconds right now to pray for our podcast and ministry to succeed. Five seconds might not sound like much, but we believe that our collective prayers will make a massive difference and protect and prosper these ministries' efforts to glorify and exalt Jesus. Our hope is simple, that people have real encounters with Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. Please join us now for just five seconds to pray. Thank you so much. Here's Josh. Thank you so much for praying and believing what you prayed for. We just appreciate it. And um, we need your prayers. We do. So thank you so much. And thanks for joining us on this new episode of the Abundant Encounters podcast. And this podcast, we are doing, uh, what we're doing is facilitation. And uh, so uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we read the word and then we go into an activation time. And that's basically how it's set up. So if it's your first time or your hundredth time, it's uh, it's just such a pleasure and privilege to have you here. Um, we are putting our faith in this. I don't know if you know this about Abundant Encounters, but we actually even have a team of intercessors. There's, there's 12, of, 12 people all together. And um, so we just really care. We're doing, we want to be praying for the listener and just believing that God will begin to really just show up so huge in their life. He's so awesome and he's so good to do it. Every time we take any little effort towards him, he's just, he's moving towards us at lightning speed and even faster, you know. He's incredible. And he is the pearl of great price. And experiencing him makes everything make sense. It really does. So, um, so let me pray for you and we'll get started on this awesome episode. Lord, thank you, Father helping us to be fully here with you in this moment. Your presence is so beautifully available right here in this present moment. We just acknowledge you. We turn our affections to you. It's all about you. Yeah. Give me Jesus. You can have all of this world. We just want you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And just thank him a little bit. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, just activate yourself there. Just thank him. Say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you can, say it out loud. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. God, you're so good. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Something about saying thank you sometimes it just takes us into another place. And the Bible even says Thanksgiving opens 
the door to heaven. It's just amazing. It's the gate. Gratitude is the, the gate. Thank you, Lord. It says in the scriptures that David would give thanks seven times a day. We just thank you, Lord. Yes, God. We love you, Lord. We just thank you that your Holy Spirit is right here within us right now. We just acknowledge that. Just, if you had to identify where the Holy Spirit is within you, just try that real quick. Try to sense where he's at. What do you notice inside your body? Inside your space there where you're at? You feel Holy Spirit? Thank you, Jesus. Behind, before, above, below. He's inside. He's wrapped around us. Thank you, Lord. And we bind up anything that would try to hinder this time by the authority and power of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So we're going to start here in a Song of Songs, Chapter 3. And I mean, if you haven't listened to the last two episodes, um, it's okay, but I want to encourage you to do so. They're just um, really powerful. We're going to keep going through the songs, the songs, which we've done several times, but it's just so rich, especially in the Passion Translation where we're reading it from. Um, I absolutely adore it. Every time it just refreshes my soul and I encounter God. And I pray that that happens for you today while you're listening. So we'll get started here. So just a reminder, with uh, in Song of Songs chapter 2, we kind of are left on this real cliffhanger moment where the Shulamite is, um, which is us, is makes this decision and tells uh, the shepherd king uh, just to go and go to the mountains of separation. And of course, that's a passion translation looking at the looking at those that word and um, uh, you know really pulling out some of the translation of it but um, and then you know it just makes this this uh, you know it just feels terrible but it's like I'll come away another time so we're right in the middle of that conversation and uh, so what you're hearing from now is the Shulamite as well in chapter 3 Night after night, I'm tossing and turning on my bed of travail. Why did I let him go from me? How my heart now aches for him, but he is nowhere to be found. So I must rise in search of him, looking throughout the city, seeking until I find him. Even if I have to roam through every street, nothing will keep me from my search. Where is he? My soul's true love, he is nowhere to be found. Then I encountered the overseers as they encircled the city. So I asked them, 
Have you found him, my heart's true love? Just as I moved past them, I encountered him. I found the one I adore. I caught him and fastened myself to him, refusing to be feeble in my heart again. Now I'll bring him back to the temple within, where I was given new birth into my innermost parts, the place of my conceiving. The Shepherd King Promise me, O Jerusalem maidens, by the gentle gazelles and delicate deer, that you'll not disturb my love until she is ready to arise. The Voice of the Lord Who is the one ascending from the wilderness in the pillar of the glory cloud? He is fragrant with the anointing oils of myrrh and frankincense, more fragrant than all the spices of the merchant. Look, it is the king's marriage carriage, the love seat surrounded by sixty champions, the mightiest of Israel's hosts, are like pillars of protection. They stand ready with swords to defend the king and his fiancée from every terror of the night. The king made this mercy seat for himself out of the finest wood that will not decay. Pillars of smoke like silver mist, a canopy of golden glory dwells above it. The place where they sit together is sprinkled with crimson. Love and mercy cover this carriage, blanketing his tabernacle throne. The king himself has made it for those who will become his bride. Rise up, Zion maiden's brides-to-be. Come and feast your eyes on this king as he passes in procession on his way to his wedding. This is the day filled with overwhelming joy, the day of his great gladness. I love how dramatic and uh, how visual Song of Songs is. It really pulls me in. I remember very early in my uh, relationship with the Lord, um, I didn't have a TV, you know, um, and it was like intentional. I just didn't want to watch TV. But I had always loved movies. I just kind of grew up watching movies, and I remember the Lord um, convincing me somehow that he, he wanted me to watch movies and um, I was probably like watching one on my computer or something like that and I vaguely remember it but um, I do remember that, that he wanted to watch a movie with me and I felt like that was wrong or something so I was like oh no I, you know I'm just I don't know I'm just mindlessly kind of doing this and but um but because he had this desire that felt like, I don't know, just delightful somehow, <laughs> you know, um, I was intrigued a little bit. And so I, I began to watch this, this film and, and, um, and I can't recall which movie it was, but it, it wasn't necessarily like a, a G rated film or something. It was, it was definitely wasn't, but, um, what, what that experience did for me was it really transformed the way I see um, narratives. Um, and because when you watch a movie or or anything, it could be a cartoon, it could be anything, uh, with the Lord, then 
you just start to see the gospel narrative showing up everywhere. And uh, it's like you have eyes that see and ears that hear. And you're just watching him. I mean, even, even if it's like not a nice story, then you're still seeing him in the wants and the desires of the writer or in the characters. And, um, and it's just unmistakable. Almost every movie I've ever seen has the gospel narrative in it. There's always a hero that often dies for the cause um, and uh, is somehow resurrected in some way, shape, or form. And they go on to say it. And I, I mean, other people were saying it. I, I probably heard it somewhere. I can't recall. But I know it brought me to the revelation of understanding that every human heart is, you know, hungry and desires that um, the gospel narrative, the true gospel narrative, the one where Jesus saves us and rescues us. And um, it's funny, but there, you know, there's been several uh, movies that were made that had like really bad in endings, and um, I, you know, I can't think of any of them off the top of my head. But the, you know, just like endings that where nobody wins and there's no and uh, those movies aren't very popular. That it's just interesting to me that it's like the appetite for um, for narrative um, has been, you know, kind of sacrificed in those movies, and so people aren't really all that interested because there's no gospel narrative, or at least it's there's not enough gospel narrative because it's still there. But um, you know, and it's just interesting and. Um, He's everywhere. All things are pure to the pure at heart. And so I do encourage you. I've had so many encounters watching films with the Lord. Sometimes I'm watching with Jesus. Sometimes I'm watching with the Father. Sometimes I'm watching with Holy Spirit. And um, it's just something really sweet that we do together. And, um, you know, everybody's probably trying to kick that habit since 2020 I would um, you know just like I, I need to watch less television <laughs> I'm not stuck inside anymore you know kind of but but when you do and um, I think it's important to find ways to unwind but it's really cool and very refreshing to watch films with the Lord and I love that about Song of Songs because I could just feel the, the drama and the characters and it's like I don't really understand everything or it's not like that it's just I can feel the emotion and um and I know I know a God who loves that he created emotions and so and it is fully on display in Song of Songs and I just I celebrate that for you for me it's so beautiful and so you know in the in the Christian world and the church and I love the church so very much but we're often just influenced in a way especially in Western culture to suppress our emotions and to kind of walk away from that but Song of Songs really reminds us that that's not that's not really necessary and emotions you know uh uh, I think I mentioned on this podcast that I'm actually currently studying to be a counselor, so it's not like I really know what I'm talking about, but I've really enjoyed 
learning about the science behind emotions and um, how feelings feel. It's a, I don't know who said that first, but it's a really helpful understanding. Like, if you don't process emotions, then they come out in other ways. And sometimes um, they can come out with, uh, in, in our bodies, our, uh, there's a real popular book in counseling and psychology called uh, The Body Keeps the Score by uh, Bessel van der Kolk. And um, I don't know if I can recommend the book. There's, it's really a, uh, big on, um, you know, just different uh, ideas and stuff that I don't, I don't necessarily fully support, but but it is a, an interesting book about how, and it goes through the science uh, a lot, and how the body uh, just kind of, uh, some we can, what they, in the book it's called, I think it's this book that it calls it metabolizing your trauma. Sometimes our trauma gets um, kind of stuck in the body, and so it's almost like we have to learn to, to speak with our heart and um, some of this stuff just feels so weird to Christians, uh, but it's uh, but it does seem to be very important to metabolize um, and to basically experience emotions. Like um, in the Bible, we really see it like you this pattern of ideas where you can't go around something; you have to go through it. You know. I, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, so I'm not going around it, I'm, I'm going through it. And so, especially with dark emotions, we, we need to find our way through that. And as we go through that, we feel the, the feelings. And if our body tenses up or something like that, then um, if, if we notice that our body is really tense in a, in a certain situation, and it's, and you know, it's inappropriate. It's just not, shouldn't be there. You know, there's no real reason to be tense, but we feel that tension. Then, it, then that's actually an opportunity to work through that, that um, you know, and metabolize that emotional experience, that tension that's that's happening. It may not feel like emotion; it may just feel like tension. Um, but uh, even just kind of talking to our bodies or uh, flexing or breathing or just noticing it period can help to metabolize that trauma and or that that experience even if it's not necessarily it doesn't feel like trauma it just feels tense then um, we can kind of we can move through that the science also says that we pass on trauma to generations which lines up with the word a lot because you know, sometimes we're not fighting for just us. We're fighting for future generations. Um, so we want to get freedom. We want to metabolize trauma or uh, emotions that are hard to deal with. And uh, so that we can, we can cleanse the palate and we can be fully present. And our whole body can be fully present. So I think for the activation today, let's just let's just invite Jesus. And I know he's here, he's he's always here, but I want you to close your eyes and 
imagine him? Where is he in the room right now? He's or wherever you are, if you're running or walking outside and just notice where he's at. Where's Jesus? So I'm just getting this feeling that Jesus has actually got both of his hands on my shoulder as I'm leaning over this microphone and and he's just he's really engaged and it's good to see that and experience that. Like he it's almost like he's really, really moving toward you guys somehow and I don't know I don't know if I can explain that. It just feels like that. really excited. I can also tell that he's a warrior. And where is he for you? And what I want you to do is just ask Jesus, like, I mean, after you've kind of connected with where he is or what he's doing a little bit, let's just ask him, Jesus, what what can I metabolize today? Is there something that you want me to process? And notice in your body if there's anything that just kind of triggers or anything. Is there some tension anywhere in your in your physical body? Check your feet, your ankles. Your knees, your 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 your, your legs, your your torso, your chest, your heart, your arms, yeah, elbows and fingers, your neck, your ears, your face. If you find some tension, just say the word relax or relax. See if that helps. If it doesn't help, then ask Jesus, Jesus, can you help me relax this part? Oh, Jesus, is there anything you'd want me to know about this tension that I'm feeling here? Just allow him to bring the subject up, and if you have questions, ask him. Maybe you need to exchange something with Jesus. And if um, you find you found something that that Jesus is identifying, and you're just like, well, that's not good. Well, if it's not good, then find out if you can exchange it with Jesus and just say, Jesus, can I exchange this with you? What do you give me in exchange? 
sometimes uh, if you're struggling with this and sometimes uh, Jesus is great about like just pointing out little inconsistencies with the way that we're believing um, can you identify any of those just inconsistent ideas that with what we're believing is Jesus saying any of that If you're there making the exchange, I'd encourage you just to imagine that. Imagine that whole scene, what it looks like. Maybe he's giving you a, a box or a present and you're untying it, opening it up. What's inside? So frequently, um, I myself and others that I work with, they'll get like a single word like peace or, or hope or uh, just all kinds of different uh, ideas like that, just real simple. And so sometimes it has to be impact, like it's like, oh, hope will... What do I need hope for? How does hope uh, fill in what I'm missing today? And sometimes I even have to ask, even personally, I have to say, like, can I feel that hope? I want to feel it. And I... And I'll feel it like expand from inside of me, like just start spreading out. It's almost like the Lord's just washing me, you know, like uh, you ever been in the grocery store and kind of the produce section and uh, the thunder sounds come on and it, like they do that little misty rain. And it kind of feels like that over all the all of my insides. Like I'm just just a little refreshing, misty rain. And these are the kinds of encounters that really sustain me, especially on tough days, tough seasons. You know, one of the reasons that we, Jesus inspires us to, with the inconsistencies and things like that, is he wants us to take thoughts captive. When we take a thought captive, what are we doing with it, right? Why don't we just immediately just give it to him? Why don't we just slay a thought or something like, I don't know. You know, why, why is it that we're taking it captive? It's a great question. I was reminded... Um, about it the other day and I just I feel like uh, you know it can be really important to understand that uh, what we're doing is we're, we, when we take it captive is we get a chance to interrogate that thought a little bit like try to find out where it came from 
where did that thought get in? And so if some of that came up, some of the inconsistencies with the with, with something we were believing that we even may have known wasn't true, but uh, if that's what was kind of happening, then you can take a minute and just try to identify, well, where did, where did that stuff start coming in? Where did I start believing that? If you track in with me, um, you know, it's a mixture of my experience with uh, clients and in the prophetic and I, that I'm going off of and I may have lost lost some of you but some of you may be really tracking and for those I just want to encourage you to look for those impressions about where that came in at maybe it was some somebody that kind of introduced you to the idea you may have a completely different relationship with them today, but you may need to forgive them for introducing you to that idea in the, in the beginning. Just say, I forgive, I release, I bless. say I renounce the lie and try to put some words to that lie like I renounce the lie that that I'm small and insignificant or anything like that and Jesus what's the truth yeah he's so good he's so beautiful and so good I just love the way this music helps us just to focus on Jesus, spend some time with him, maybe continue to do some body searching and just ask about different tensions that you're feeling. Maybe you're just kind of holding your your, your uh, leg in a certain way or, or uh, you know, just the way you're kind of holding your head and, um, and just get curious and Ask Jesus and Holy Spirit to help. Like, what's that? Is there anything that I'm that I need to do? I need to talk to my heart or or to my shoulders. Sometimes that can feel very strange, but it's extremely effective. And, um, just to give you some examples, it might be important for for us to say like heart is there is there anything I'm ignoring you about you can feel so weird I understand 
and just wait for an answer. Anything you'd like to say to me, heart, that I can listen to. Sometimes it helps to uh, also just to kind of put your, you know, kind of your hand, your for your right hand on your forehead and your and your left hand on your heart. Just hold them there for a little bit and keep them held there until you notice like a a connection. And Holy Spirit, we just ask that you come and help. Jesus, we thank you that you know our hearts so very well. When you're ready, after you feel that connection, go ahead and take your right hand and place it on your belly. And just the same thing, wait until there's a connection. You can just kind of take some deep breaths. Breathe in. Hold. And release really slowly. If it helps, you can count to four as you breathe in. One, two, three, four. Hold for four. technique they call box breathing I believe but it can be really helpful just to kind of keep us a little bit more focused on on our breaths and our breathing I love doing this stuff with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit just keep leaving your hand your right hand on your on your belly and um your left hand should still be on your heart. Just wait until you can feel that connection. So the nervous system is located, um, there's all kinds of nerve cells, uh, not just the like uh, neurons uh, in uh, the, like brain basically. So you have brain and your heart around your heart and in your in your stomach and so it's just amazing that you know this connection can be helpful just in helping us to not feel like we're just uh, you know our body's just employed for head transportation as some people have said like to re- really reconnect with our our bodies this amazing instrument that the Lord has given us and provided for us If you've got a lot of body shame or hate, then this is a perfect way to just take all that to the Holy Spirit and say, I need to exchange this. And you can ask, Holy Spirit, when did I begin to start hating my body? 
Where did I pick that up from? Maybe there's someone to forgive in the past. Sometimes that can be really hard, but... It's almost like you have to go back there a little bit and be in the memory and take Jesus with you. And just forgive and release people. Once you feel that shift, just you can kind of release your heart and your gut and just experience this. to this present moment. God's presence is right here in the present. We can't feel his presence in the future or in the past. We can only feel it right now. And so God puts his presence in this present moment. So we have to be present in order to feel it. Just, uh, I want to leave you with a few minutes to practice being present. Um, just connect, you know, feel uh, your seat underneath you or the ground underneath your feet. Take some breaths. Let peace from the Holy Spirit just come in. We're just working stuff out. Just working stuff out. And you're doing such a great job. If you've made it this far, then you are doing an amazing job. I just bless you.
today might be a big new day, especially if it is the first time you used a prophetic act like this and got pulled into a real encounter with the living God in his heaven on earth. This determination may reveal how the same God has been encountering you for many years and will eventually reveal how God is really everywhere and in everything. The good news, he is for you and not against you. He's hidden there for you and not from you. Seek him and find him. Seek like a king before you share as his priest. What you begin to find and uncover will cross the boundary of word only and enter into your own truth. You'll begin to live there. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.